Generally, Western outlook on left-handedness was rather negative to say the least. From consorting with the devil to creating cursed Jewish money, left-handers and the left hand became infamously associated with all things undesirable. So you can imagine it was rather shocking when a group of right-handers decided that attaining left-handedness would help them achieve true human potential. Evolution Mania The idea that being right-handed and left-handed, in other words ambidextrous, would create a more complete person, was in the works ever since Charles Darwin came out with his incredibly controversial theory of evolution. Darwin's assertion that humans had evolved from apes over time contrasted with the common belief that humans had been set apart by God. Besides the religious outrage, people also began to wonder, if humans evolved from apes, could they evolve further to become superhuman? While you might have thought that the key to becoming supernatural would be something like a rare flower that only blooms for 30 minutes every 100 years, people of the 19th century began to suspect that the answer lay in ambidexterity. Smith's 80-82 What is ambidexterity? Before delving into the interesting musings of 19th and 20th century Europe, let's sort out ambidexterity. You may have heard someone insist that they were ambidextrous when they were young, relating stories of how they used to write with both hands before settling for one. Perhaps you were even that person. Sorry to burst some bubbles, but being truly, truly ambidextrous is incredibly rare. In fact, where left-handed people make up roughly 10% of the population, ambidextrous individuals make up 1%. To be truly ambidextrous, one has to use both hands equally well in everything they do. They have no dominant hand because both hands would be considered dominant. For most people who seem outwardly ambidextrous or claim ambidarity, they are likely mixed-handed, or have acquired cross-dominance. Meaning that although they may use both hands interchangeably for certain tasks, they still have one dominant hand they revert to, whether that be the right or left hand. Bennett. Now that we've established what ambidexterity means, let's dive back into the quest to attain it. Enter the ambidexterity stands. In the early 20th century came the British Ambidextral Culture Society, most commonly referred to as the Ambidextral Culture Society. Members of the society believed that right-handers and left-handers were only capable of using one half of their brains. Logically, they asserted, in order to unlock the other half, humans would simply have to become ambidextrous. They reasoned that if humans evolved from apes and apes showed no supposed hand preference, why couldn't humans be the same? While seemingly ridiculous, the society quickly gained a considerable following in fashionable circles. Smith's 80-81, people even began retraining their children to be ambidextrous. Still, the society was hindered by the lack of foundation for its incredible claims. They scrambled to find proof and backing anywhere and everywhere, including in a certain man named John Jackson. Ambidexterity stand numero uno. The narrative surrounding Jackson is muddied, to say the least. According to Smiths, he supported the ambidexterity movement with a published appeal in 1905. Some sources say he even founded the society, although they differ on the year, 1903 or 1905. Regardless of the specifics of his involvement, it is known that Jackson was a lead proponent of the ambidextral culture society. Although Jackson was reportedly a head teacher for a grammar school, he contributed greatly to this new scientific movement by publishing an appeal. In said appeal, he wrote that widespread ambidexterity would lead to a brave new world of two-handed, two-brained citizens, allowing humanity to attain ultimate self-fulfillment. Smith's 80, practicing ambidexterity would allow people to do two completely separate tasks, for example, 
playing an instrument and drawing a picture at the same time, without any negative effect on concentration. Castandi. To top it all off, Jackson even scored some celebrity endorsement with a double signature, written simultaneously with hands, from the hero of the Anglo-Ashanti War, Lord Rupert Baden-Powell. Smith's 81. Lord Rupert Baden-Powell. Major General Robert Stevenson Smith Baden-Powell, 1896. The photograph was taken for Elliot and Fry by Francis Henry Hart in 1896 at the time of the Matabele campaign. It was reissued at various times with different captions as Baden-Powell's fame grew. Baden-Powell is decorated with an Ashanti star ribbon. Lieutenant General Lord Robert Baden-Powell, who you may recognize as the founder of the Scout Movement, i.e. Boy Scouts, was a strong believer in training the human body to perfection. Perfection was a characteristic he expected in his soldiers and one that would go on to influence the world scouting movement. One-sidedness in a soldier was something Lord Baden-Powell frowned upon. So it makes sense that the English Lord quickly became an avid follower of the ambidextral culture society. Some say that this is the reason Boy Scouts greet each other with their left hand. However, this is simply a coincidence, and doesn't have much to do with the ambidextral culture society at all. The story goes that Lord Baden-Powell was greeted by a chief of the Ashanti, who offered the Lord his left hand. For the Ashanti, offering the left hand was a sign of respect and used to greet those considered the bravest of the brave. Touched, the Lord decided to make use of this symbol in his scouting movement. Smith's 81. The Modern Urge to Cling to Ambidexterity Despite Lord Baden-Powell's endorsement, the Ambidextral Culture Society failed to take off, slowly dying out into the 1980s when it ceased to exist altogether. Smith's 81, despite this, there are still people who believe training your non-dominant hand could lead to better brain function. Programs in ambidexterity training often list unleashing creativity and boosting memory as some of the potential benefits of becoming ambidextrous. Their claims rely on the concept of neuroplasticity, or the ability of the brain to heal, grow, and form new connections throughout life. Supposedly, using your non-dominant hand will strengthen and remap your neural networks, resulting in a more efficient brain. If you're interested in this sort of training, you should know that there is no scientific evidence suggesting it even works. Some neuroscientists even argue it may even be detrimental, citing studies where ambidextrous people performed worse than right-handers and left-handers in cognitive tasks like math and reasoning. Like left-handedness, ambidexterity has also been linked with language difficulties and ADHD. However, there is also no conclusive evidence for that either. Kastandi. The implications of ambidexterity, like left-handedness, is still one muddled with mystery. From societies to modern-day training programs even offered by corporations to potential brain damage, who's really to say what being ambidextrous can actually do to humanity? Work cited. Bennett, Brittany, and Mackenzie Sylvester. Six fascinating facts about being ambidextrous that most people don't know. Bustle, bustle, November 11, 2021, https colon slash slash www.bustle.com slash life slash ambidextrous facts. Castandi, Missouri. Can you boost your brain power by making yourself ambidextrous? The Guardian, Guardian News, and Media, September 3, 2016, https colon slash slash www.theguardian.com slash education slash 2016 slash sep slash 03 slash can you boost your brain power by making yourself ambidextrous. Smith's, Rick. The Puzzle of Left-Handedness. Reaction Books, 
2011.